Hello and welcome to another episode of the Theo Keeps Talking podcast where you may laugh or you may learn. Available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. My name is Theo. And the most important question of the day. How are you all doing? If you missed it, I released a, I would call it more of an emergency podcast episode yesterday. I had plans to talk about um, race relations in America, especially as they as they relate to police brutality and other related topics. But with what happened in Philadelphia this past week, I bumped the timeline of that project up and I released part one of what I'm calling the Race in America series that I'm doing. I released it yesterday. It's on all available platforms that they normally are. And today I'm going with my, the one I had scheduled anyway, but if you missed that first one, check it out. I think that, um, I definitely think that so far that that was my best work, at least in terms of volume, sound quality, uh, research, things like that. So I'm proud of that one. And today we're going to get into another one. So nothing too, nothing too interesting happened this week. Just been at home as usual. This is now month seven of quarantine. Uh, the temperature is starting to drop a little bit. So it's looking like it's that time. Time to pull out the Patagonia. Oof. Patagonia North Face combo all winter long. You already know it. And I'm here for it. Today's a good one. Today's a good one. It's mostly lighthearted with some stories, some PSAs at the end of it. And we are talking about Halloween. As of recording this, Halloween is tomorrow, but it's Friday. So I know the festivities are already getting started. So I just wanted to, you know, talk about it just a little bit today. In some real world news, COVID, COVID added again. Rona is acting up once again. France is considering another lockdown. I heard Germany thinking about doing the same. The U.S. has peaked in cases for the third time. Uh, Maryland's just shy of seeing a thousand new cases a day for the third straight day, which hasn't happened since July. So if you're going out for Halloween or anytime soon, please be safe. I just took my seventh COVID test a few days ago, which was negative. They finally didn't poke my brains out for this one, so I was really satisfied. By the time I talk to you all again, which I'm aiming for next Friday, uh, election day will have passed, but just as a PSA, the results won't be final until probably around November 10th, so just keep that in mind. I put mine and my family's ballots in a drop box all the way back on October 6th and got the confirmation email that they were received on October 7th. So vote if you haven't. Uh, one of my favorite things that was on the local questions in my area was to allow sports betting in Maryland, which would be fantastic for me. Um, sports betting is only legal in, I think, six states, I believe. And two of them were Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So it was really easy for me to do so in Philadelphia. And if I could do it from home, ooh. Ooh, I can't wait. But of course, 
that's up for vote. So for the recommendations section, uh, what have I been consuming lately? Nothing too much on the TV or streaming side, just a bunch of YouTube videos about sports, which is all I do anyway. I guess I can say if you haven't already watched The Boys on Amazon Prime, it is fantastic. I'd also recommend Explained on Netflix. I check that one out from time to time as well. Last week in football, I lost. No surprise there because I started Cam Newton and Julio Jones who combined for 19 points. And I had Carson Wentz and Tyler Lockett on my bench who combined for 87. So yeah, I'm a fraud. (laughs) And it's weird, this time of year, normally like late October, like as, as usual, the World Series just ended. Um, the Dodgers won and normally it would be football, college football, hockey, baseball, college basketball right now. But right now it's literally just football. Like that's the only sport on right now. And it feels really strange that it's just Thursday, Sunday, Monday, there's sports, you know, but go football, go, go team, go. Yay. <laughs> As you can tell, being a Cowboys fan has taken all of the energy out of me. Go Ravens. Woo. Go Ravens. So, (laughs) got some music and some podcast recommendations. Uh, You'll see a theme here. The first one is Damage by Her. It's fantastic. The second one is Make the Most by Loner featuring Her. The third one is Organic by Eric Bellinger. The fourth one's a little more of a classic. I've been listening to Forever My Lady by Jodeci. And last night, Ariana Grande released her album Positions. I've I've given it a few spins. To me, the standout at the moment is Off the Table featuring The Weeknd. The I like she opens starting talking about Mac Miller, so I was like, "Oh, this is this could be something interesting." The Weeknd came in, didn't miss whatsoever. So that's that's definitely what I would say is like the best one to me. Uh, not much more to add on the rest of the project, you know, but that was the one that that's the one that stood out to me. Podcasts I've been listening to. Uh, I've been listening to Millennial Money, which is solid. And then if I'm bored, I'll listen to Factorious, which is like a podcast quiz show that they do. It's pretty solid just to get my brain thinking about something other than being a CPA for once in a while. So now to begin the main topic for today, Halloween. There won't be a super factual format with proven numbers from government institutions on this one. Just my hyper scattered thoughts just put together, you know. So personally, I don't count Halloween as a holiday, really. I, d- I don't have too much of an emotional excitement around it, but my friends do, and, you know, there's a bunch of events going on, so I might as well. But I really just don't have much. I don't really look forward to it, is guess how I could describe it. And I've broken down why into the following categories. Number one, I've never liked candy. It's funny because there hasn't been a single point in time where I've really enjoyed it. 
it's been like this my entire life. My my favorite story to tell about candy is this one. When I was about three or four years old, my mom took my godbrother and I to the movies, and she got us a pack or a sleeve, you could call it, of M&Ms to share. I got to open it first, and I took out two M&Ms exactly and handed the rest of them to him so he could have them. And that was it. Like, I only took two of them. And he and I are both 23 years old, but every once in a while, he'll still bring it up. He's like, you know, you gave, remember that one time you only ate two M&Ms? And I'm like, that was 20 years ago, but it's still so funny. Candy just, just isn't for me. I really like my teeth. I smile a lot when it's not covered by a mask. And there's this candy causes cavities messaging my dentist's office spread into the fabric of my being when I was younger. And I ran with it. I actually really liked my dentist and going to the dentist. And he was a great guy. He retired about three or four years ago. But he was the primary reason why I still don't eat candy. And I'm also a grown man who can make my own decisions, and I still don't eat candy. As an aside, my opinion on candy corn is as follows. Candy corn is trash. I'll say it again. Candy corn is trash. Garbage. Basura. All that. All my homies hate candy corn. Part two, as to why I don't really get too excited about Halloween, on average. I've never gone trick-or-treating before. I have never gone trick-or-treating. Why? Part one, reason one. There's no kids in my neighborhood. There still really aren't any kids in my neighborhood at all. It's all adults where I live. All adults. So they weren't really doing much trick-or-treat wise and I didn't really have anyone to be like oh what are you what's your costume going to be when I went to school the person who lived closest to me was about six seven minutes away by car but I'm not going all the way over there to trick-or-treat when he doesn't have kids in his neighborhood either you know reasoning two I grew up in a Christian household My primary church growing up was a black Baptist church that told us that Halloween was devil worship. (laughs) So we did this super Christian version of trick-or-treating in our church every year. So, you know, not the typical experience, so to speak. Part three as to why I'm not the biggest Halloween enthusiast. It can be expensive. Now, this is entirely up to personal preference, but I go all out. (laughs) Anytime I get a chance, hang out with the homies or do something, I'm going all out. Every year in college, I end up, I did more or less end up doing something for Halloween, but costumes plus party entry fees plus alcohol, which I don't drink, plus Ubers and or Lyfts just piles up for you to only wear those clothes you buy once or twice a year. Halloween is simply cost inefficient. 
That's how I think about it. Now, I I do have some Halloween stories that are kind of funny. As as like I'm closing up the reason why I'm not super into it, but I do have some funny stories, right? And I want to illuminate that I've already told one of the stories in an earlier podcast, but people actually listen now. <laughs> so, I'm I'm just going to tell it again. Just run it back. It's freshman year. My first house party ever was actually on Halloween freshman year or Halloween weekend. If you remember fall 2015, Halloween was a must. What a time to be alive came out. Drake was saying Halloween Taliban on the beginning of Jumpman. You knew you knew you had to be doing something for Halloween. It was a mandatory happening on campus. I think my first ever college house party story might be in my top five stories ever, right? It was Halloween my freshman year. I went to this frat house across the street from my dorm with some friends. I had approximately $20 to my name, but they charged me $5 to get in, which is, you know, one fourth of all of my money to get in. I fork it over, but the young ladies that were with my homie Kit and I didn't pay to get in. And that's when I learned about the economics of nightlife, which we will be covering later today. I'm in there in my last minute thrown together Allen Iverson costume. And my boy Kit, who you all probably have heard plenty about or seen plenty of, is like, hey, Drinks are downstairs. And I'm like, solid. I can get some water. <laughs> so we go down these narrow, wet stairs, and I literally slip and slide down the steps. And thankfully, I don't fatally injure anyone below me. Like, I'm ground, pound, ground pounding in a Mario game. I'm literally just sliding down these stairs. I get to this Gatorade cooler and this frat guy is coming up to me like, hey, yo, you want some jungle juice, bro? And I'm thinking, ain't a snowball's chance in hell I'm doing that. (laughs) So I asked for some water, to which they didn't have any. It's been three minutes into my first, first ever party. I've already fallen. I can't get any water. And this drunk girl next to me screams, I'm so effed up right now, to some really faint cheers and support. And I'm suffering. I'm like, get me out of here right now. So Kit goes upstairs, and I follow. And the young ladies that we came with already left the party. Five minutes in. They texted me saying, Oh, we're so sorry, but it it was just so boring. So we're going to go to a party over at Penn's campus and we'll be back. (sighs) To my listeners who do not understand the distance between 
the northernmost part of Drexel's campus and the frat houses on the University of Pennsylvania's campus. Just to give you some scale. That's like a 20-minute walk. One way. And I was reading that text like, it was at this moment he knew they weren't coming back. So we're seven minutes into the party. Back upstairs. It's just now hitting me that this music is pure garbage. There's a hookah or is a shisha. I don't know what it's called. It's a hookah in the corner and beer pong in the center. And that's it as far as entertainment goes. That is it. To me, beer is disgusting. No matter how many baby sips of different brands I've tried, it just hasn't worked. I also don't smoke. So it's looking like a lost cause. This was 2015. If you're doing hookah anytime between when coronavirus hit China and anytime in the foreseeable future, you got some, you've really got to think about what your priorities are. A respiratory virus and you're still doing hookah? Think about that. Don't think, stop. Get some help. So it's the lost cause. 10 minutes in, this guy comes up to me and he daps me up for the AI jersey I was wearing. And he was wearing a Andre Iguodala Sixers jersey. So it was, a, it was a good brief chat. And then, out of nowhere, it happens. Another lad at the party was wearing the Air Jordan 11 Gamma colorways to a house party, which is already a bad idea some other individual at this venue apparently just couldn't hold it down and throws up on his shoes i've never felt so torn for a person i've never met before just just the agony of the moment just so overwhelming about 15 minutes in total total to this party my boy Kit was chatting up a young lady, and I could tell where things were going. And there I was, on my then LG Optimus G Pro cell phone like a loser, posted up on a wall waiting for him to get stuff going. He comes to me and says, like the great guy he is, hey bro, we can, we can leave if you want. But he was clearly moments away from sealing the deal. So I was like, nah bro, do what you gotta do. I'm impatient. So they had closed the physical gap. They had closed the physical gap between each other to basically Planck's constant, if you know what that is, without doing anything. So I expedited the process by pushing their heads together. Now my boy was in there. He was in there. He wasn't getting out. And I'm just chilling on the wall. So now we're 30 total minutes into this party. And I get this just this sensation that I should leave. Just leave. Don't tell kid I'm leaving. Just leave. And that's exactly what I did. I get to the door. And the police are outside getting ready to shut it down. So I'm glad I already made my decision to get up out of there. And thus my night concluded. I didn't go to another party. Until one year and eight months later.
literally. That was my that there was a 20 month gap in between the first college party I went to and the second one because that one was just so so bad. <laughs> my sophomore year and my third years of college were relatively the same. I was at home on co-op with wifey and instead of going to Halloween parties, her friends and I would go bowling in our costumes and stay away from any overly drunk or overly handsy individuals. So life was good. I, if Hey, if it's if it's not a pandemic, I would absolutely recommend going bowling in your Halloween costumes. It's really fun. Just as a, a fun aside, in my third year, which is called your pre-junior year at Drexel, in my third year, Allie and I were Storm and Black Panther for Halloween. <laughs> Captain America's Civil War had come out earlier in the year, and that's when they released, that's when they first announced that Black, Black Panther was going to be in the MCU. So I was so excited already, and... They had announced that Black Panther was getting released February 2018. So for Halloween 2017, that's exactly what we did. My fourth year was fun. It was pretty fun. Halloween 2018, the party I went to was on an identical weekend to this one, where on Sunday, it's daylight savings time. So if you're at a party on Saturday, it would be 1.59 a.m., and then it would be 1 a.m. all over again. So people were partying all night long. And that was definitely the most expensive Halloween I've ever been a part of. Because the people who organized it invited me and wanted to know if I could be on the aux. So I do what any semi-professional DJ would do. I bought a brand new speaker. <laughs> To give you the breakdown, it was a new, a brand new Bose portable speaker that was like $300. That year, I decided to be 50 cent for Halloween, so I had to buy white Air Forces, a Yankee fitted, a white do-rag, a weight vest that looked like a bulletproof vest, this huge fluffy coat from Zara, and fake gold chains. <laughs> Oh, and it was BYOB, and I don't drink, but I wanted to be considerate. So I bought this bottle of Hennessy, which, mind you, me buying that bottle of Hennessy was the first time I ever purchased alcohol, ever. Halloween 2018 <laughs> was the first time I ever bought alcohol, and I brought that with me. So in total, I spent... $675 on one Halloween. Just one. Just as a, And also just as like a quick note that I'm actually going to cover again later. Um, for those who don't know, it, I bought that bottle of Hennessy in Maryland and brought it up with me because apparently that fall... New Jersey had run out of Hennessy or, or no, Pennsylvania, the entire state of Pennsylvania had run out of Hennessy or something like that. And for those who also don't know, the every every liquor store in the state of Pennsylvania is also owned by the state of Pennsylvania. So it's really weird. 
So yeah, $675 on one Halloween. Oh, and an, another fun fact from that day. They were making the playlist on Spotify for me to throw on the speaker. And up until then, I had only had Apple Music. So I got Spotify Premium for the explicit purpose of that party. And to this day, I use both Apple Music and Spotify Premium. Last year's Halloween was, it was special. Wifey came up to Philly. We went to a Halloween party that my job threw together. I got everything that my homies wanted for free because I worked there. Then we went to Drake night right after And that's where my homies, Rachel and Jordan, finally, finally started dating. Crazy. And it was so funny because they were in the most self-imposed friend zone I have ever seen. Like, Rachel was just pathetic, admittedly. And so was Jordan. They were both just useless. But they finally worked it out. And they've been together to this day. So to them, the first anniversary podcast shout out I've ever done. Happy one year to you unbelievably losers. You guys are great. So my side topic tonight is the economics of nightlife, which I learned the very hard way when I went to my first college party. So it comes in three parts. Part one of the economics of nightlife is supercharge the drinks. Anyone who's gone out knows this, but let me let me tell you how bad it gets. I had just mentioned this. I worked for a restaurant management company. So there was a rooftop restaurant, a typical sit down restaurant and a bar that I was part of the a management group for. I was their accountant, right? The margins that they hiked their drinks up to were criminal. Oh, my goodness. And that was just for a regular weekend, let alone for Halloween, right? Like, I'm the accountant, so I would see all the purchases that would come in. We were buying bottles for, like, $19 and selling servings of it for, like, $8. (laughs) Like, some shots, from bottles that were legitimately under $20 were like in the neighborhood of five or $6 on a regular weekend. And I'm like, y'all are really leaving your house to pay for this. Just, uh, and then one of the things that, that, that was really rough. Thank God I don't drink is Drake, Drake night. Those drinks were like $15 legitimately. And I was just like, thank God. I only like water. <laughs> Part two, charge men for everything. Part two or the economics of nightlife, charge men for everything. It's pretty straightforward. Men are the chasers. They'll go up to they'll go up to a girl, be like, hey, can I buy you a drink real quick? They'll be the ones doing all the spending. You charge them when they get in. You make sure you try to incentivize them buying all the drinks. That's how it goes, right? Because part three is how it all ties together. Get as many women in there as you possibly can. 
Of course, this is in a completely heterosexual bubble I'm creating for this. And that's what we're going to use this lens for. Obviously, there's nuances. Sometimes women will buy other women drinks. Sometimes guys will buy other guys drinks. That's perfectly okay. In this situation, I'm working in a completely heterosexual bubble. But there are, of course, nuances. Think of it like this. How many people have you seen, though, like in those really big situations where someone buys a bottle or gets table service, whatever it's called, and they bring out like the sparkler bottles and the giant sign and someone puts it on their Instagram or Snapchat story, right? That the 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 point of that is to get people to show up. It's pretty straightforward. Also, for the I know this on a like on my friends personal levels, not me obviously, but for my friends where they'll see some their intended target usually a girl and she'll post that she's at some bar, some club, whatever. And they'll completely reroute their course to go there. Cause they think this might be the night where it happens. This, this is me. This is where I shoot my shot. It's so straightforward. Incentivize the girls to get in there. Cause there'll be super likely if they get some free swag to throw it on their Instagram story and 65 guys who have absolutely no shot at all will think this is my time. It's time for me to get in there. And they're in there. The club charges on full price. They'll probably try and buy some girls some drinks and it just keeps going. Get the girls in there. The guys show up. You buy the overpriced drinks. The girls get it for free. The girls put it on their stories. More guys come in. And it will always work that way. It'll never, ever fail. Ever. And it's so straightforward, right? One of the other things that it's just kind of funny. It's never ha- it's it's just funny how it kind of works out this way. The first time I ever went to a club was on my 21st birthday. I never had a fake or anything like that. I went to this it was a lounge, I would say. It's a it's a lounge in the in the Gaylord hotels in the National Harbor in DC. And it was like right above, like you go in the hotel and if you're a guest, you just swipe your room key, you say your room number, then you go up stairs and it's like right there. Um, Like you go in the elevator and you go right there. And I'm in there and admittedly, it was pretty lame. Like I'm just going to keep it a thousand. I just wasn't impressed. The music selection was, eh, it was not for me. But what I noticed was how dark it is. And people do, they do this on purpose. And it's all about the optics and the perceived value of what's going on in there, right? So let's just say, this is from my friend's own collection of what they've told me. Let's just say you're drunk, right? And you find someone attractive. Let's just say there are five. When it's dark, darkness does two things. When it's, you can kind of see, it'll hide wrinkles and it'll hide excess width on a person. That's why people are black, right? But when it's dark, you can't see the wrinkles on people's faces. And if there are any wider or have any, you know, things that they don't want to see, don't want you to see on a normal day, the darkness of a club will more or less obscure it, right? 
then you add the you add the drinks you're getting you your vision's a little altered your decision making's a little altered that person who was a five could go straight to an eight add the darkness add the drinks is a whole new situation right so i was in i was in the club i was in this lounge and the funny thing that they just so happened to have was the elevator that took you up and down had this really bright overhead light in it but the lounge was kind of dark like a you know like a typical club right so there was this group of like of like guys and girls so it was two guys two girls and they are leaving they're leaving the lounge and they're about to get in the elevator and i'm looking at them cuz they're making like a pretty strong amount of noise and i'm looking at them and i'm having drank a thing even though it's my 21st birthday i've been drank a thing and I watch them go in the elevator and I'm telling you that my perceived age of them went up by like 10 years. The second the light hit them, like the guys look, I was like, oh, they look like they're probably like two, three years out of college. They hit that elevator and it looked like they had a 10 year old child. Like the, just like the, like you couldn't see if their hair was like even lightly gray, the wrinkles on their faces, that shirt looked a little too tight in the light. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, what? I Like, the the ladies that were with them, I'm assuming were, you know, their life partners or whatever, they went from 24, 25 to 35, 36 in a heartbeat. I'm like, I'm not even drunk. And this, I got bamboozled. You know what I'm saying? It's this whole system that they got. They got you. They got us down psych- psychologically and financially in the cycle and you'll in you can't escape until you stop that's just how it is and as a quick psa if you're going out for halloween like i said keep safe keep safe covid still doing covid things and keep your hands to yourself all right let's let's i'm just going to put this flatly out there keep your hands to yourself all because some individual you see is dressing in a below average amount of clothing. They are doing that for themselves. They are not doing that for you. Do not touch them. Do not think you can touch them. All because they're not wearing an usually appropriate amount of clothes. Okay? If you can see their belly button, it does not mean you can. That's all I got to say. Keep your damn hands to yourself. Thank you. So. Another episode down. Thank you for tuning in. This was the 10th episode. I legitimately didn't think I'd be doing this for this long. So I want to say thank you for tuning in. Uh, Probably doing, this was like a two episode week with the, with just kind of like the throw in that I felt like was necessary to talk about what happened in Philadelphia for the race and America series I'm doing. I don't know if I'm going to do two again next week, but I know that the week of November 18th, depending on how long my this series of Race in America goes, I know I have an episode specifically planned for November 18th, that week that needs to come out, and I will be working on that over the next couple of days and weeks and things like that, so... I'll keep you posted on that. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all have a wonderful, safe weekend, and I'll catch you next time.